Hi, I'm Aldias and Medium, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to try to bring religion and spirituality closer together, and this is what this pod is all about. I will talk about my own thoughts and feelings as I am both LDS and have spiritual gifts, something that I've had my whole life, but I always thought that it was hard to combine these gifts with my religion. This has torn me into two directions, and I have talked to many people who feel the same way. I can't choose not to have my spiritual gifts, but I can choose how I use them, and I always want to use them for good and to help others. I believe my heavenly parents gave them to me for a reason. So, this is me. Join my quest for knowledge. Men vs. Women, Chapter 7, Part 1 I'm still dazed after finished reading Chapter 7. I don't know what to say or where to start. It was such a defining moment in my life to read this chapter. So, Chapter 7 in the book Laugh Your Way to a Bitter Marriage by Mark Gangor. Law number 4. Men and women want different things. Hey, just by the title I was like, yes, I know that already, tell me something new. He starts off by saying, the person that takes the time to fulfill the needs of the spouse are in for a happy marriage. I'm with you this far. And he goes on to say how easy it is to assume that they want and crave the same thing as you do, because it's how you feel, what you want, so it's easy to make that assumption. Met needs always produce the feelings of being loved, valued, and appreciated. And before he starts to share what men really want, he starts by saying what they don't want. And it was funny. Men don't want to become women. And he shares that most women describing their ideal man actually describes their best girlfriend's attributes. That is just not going to happen. I love watching K-dramas, but I know it's just a drama. And the actor is just playing a part, written, often by women, to create an ideal sort of man. But it's just a fantasy put to life by actors. Such a nice fantasy, though. Men don't like to talk or open up or share. They like to conquer, protect, compete, work, and so forth. That is how they are created to function. Men do not like to work on relationships. They are mostly content by how it is. And he connects this to a survey done where they asked men if they would remarry their wives and wives if they would remarry their husbands. The find showed that almost 70% of the men would remarry their wives, while only half of the women said they would remarry their husbands. David Roadhouse, who is a licensed psychotherapist, said it's because men on the whole experience fulfillment more easily than women, and that women tend to have more romantic expectations which are hard to sustain. It made me think of when I talked to my son. He had been playing games on his computer, and his girlfriend had been sitting on the bed playing with her phone. And he told me that he was just so lucky she was present. She doesn't have to do or say anything. Just by being there, she makes me the happiest man alive. I was like, is it really that easy? And I would love to make someone the happiest just by existing in the same space. But it really got me to start thinking, why I don't feel that way? What is it I'm craving for? And wait for the answer. It made me tear up and I got chills and goosebumps all over. So, women go into marriage thinking their husbands will meet all of their emotional needs. But the thing is, men are not made that way. And yes, they show up and is interested and listens to you when you date, because that is the way you will get to know them, and they put in the effort. But when you are married, they already got their trophy. The effort has already been made, and they go back to focus on other things, like work. But it doesn't mean that they don't love you anymore. 
Mark said in the chapter that he started out believing that men was the root to all divorces. But now, after counseling people for years and years, he realizes that men are constant and haven't changed that much in the past centuries, but women have. We have this unrealistic, romantic dream of a Prince Charming coming to rescue us from this boring life and swoop us up in a white limousine with a bouquet of roses like a pretty woman. And it's just not happening. Unrealistic expectations are often the culprits responsible for the misery women feel, not their husbands. The unsustainable, unreasonable, romantic longings of women are ripping marriages apart. Many women enter marriage with the expectation that a man will meet all the emotional needs of her heart. I'm totally guilty of this. He also addresses the fact that many broken people try to marry to feel complete, but two broken people will just be that, two broken people. A successful marriage is possible only when two complete and happy people get together for the purpose of building life together. And I was broken when I got married. I had so many self-esteem issues, and since I believe we attract into our life someone with the same vibrations, I guess we were doomed from the start. Sometimes I have this wish that I would like to meet my ex and say, Hi, I know we were married for almost 20 years, but this is the first time this version of me meets you. But then again, I don't know what that would even do. For me, there is no going back, only forward. The Bible says two are better than one, but that is only true if they are two healthy, emotionally stable and complete human beings. Why have we in this time ended up like this? Mark says, for most of human history, multiple generations of a family lived within close proximity to each other. Chores as cooking, planting fields, washing clothes, caring for children and harvesting crops were often shared by the family clan. Women grew up their entire lives with the same women around them. They had a network they could trust and garner support from. Sadly today, those kinds of networks no longer exist for most married women. If we still had a tight knot female community, I don't think we as women would put that kind of emotional pressure on our men. But getting married and moving across country, leaving my family and friends, I turned to the one that I married and I expected that he would be the only person I needed and he would be there for me like I wanted to be there for him. I have cried a lot in my marriage, let me tell you. So many unfulfilled dreams and emotions that were never addressed or met. This is such a good book and a real eye-opener. And even the Bible knew this because it says, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. Mark continues, I find it interesting that it doesn't say a woman should leave her father and mother. Is it possible that keeping a woman near her emotional support structure has always been an essential key to a happy marriage? I think this is so true. The older I get, the more I crave to live in a community. I love cooking while talking to my sister. All chores get easier when you have someone to talk to and share them with. But I think only women has this need inside of us. So let's dive into what men really want. I mentioned that Tony Robbins says about what hurts the masculine, which is the three C's. Feeling criticized, feeling closed off, and feeling controlled. And what Mark says men needs is feeling respected. That simple. Men wants to feel respected all the time. A man wants to be held in esteem and to be shown consideration and appreciation, even when he makes mistakes. He wants to be seen as a hero, especially in the eyes of his bride. Let me tell you a story that shows how I messed this up. My ex had a movie he really wanted to see. It was in the theaters, 
and it had been nominated for a lot of Oscars. So he asked me if I wanted to go with him, and if I didn't want to, he would ask our oldest son. But I said I would go with him, and so I did. This could possibly be the worst movie I have ever watched, and so many times I just wanted to get up out of the chair and leave, but I stayed. Anybody out there see the movie The Shape of Water? Well, the beginning of the movie has some interesting scenes in it, and nothing I would recommend a 14-year-old boy to ever have to see, or anyone else for that matters. So after the movie, I pictured my husband and my son watching it, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I was bending over laughing so hard by picturing the horror on my son's face. But I guess I was really disrespectful in that moment. With the knowledge I have now, I would probably have handled the situation differently. He points out that women are willing to show respect, but we want respect to be earned. We don't see it as a birthright, but men feel like it's their birthright. They are men. Hence, they deserve respect. But when he writes, men need to be respected for who they are and not what they do. If they don't feel respected, they can't survive. It gets harder and harder for them to breathe emotionally. That is why it's so important for women to give their man unconditional respect. If women will learn to risk respecting her man when he is not perfect, he will open up his heart to her and will become pliable to change. A man needs respect to feel safe enough to open up. An interesting thing that he brings up is that 70% of all men in a survey done felt very unsure of themselves. They felt like imposters. A man's home should be the one place in his life where those voices of criticisms are silenced, where he is assured that he is wonderful and competent. And he points out that to a man the greatest gift is when his wife comes to him willingly. He then follows this up by pointing out that even God shows men respect, and by showing respect, even when they do not deserve it, can make them better and deserving of it. And he talks about Abraham, Gideon, Simon and Peter, and how all of them was less than worthy, but they became worthy and great men after God showed them respect as he knew their potential and their hearts. I'm going to stop here and talk more in the next episode, but so far it's been such a fun chapter to read. I really hope you'll love this as much as I do. So, be the light, share the light, spread the light, shine. This is my journey. Thank you so much for keeping me company today. Please download, like, share and subscribe and help spread the light and spread the word to expand our community. Let's bring more love, peace and unity to this world. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Always be grateful, kind and loving. Be brave and remember to step out of your comfort zone and smile. If you support us on Patreon, you will get access to our meditations and extra materials so you can download them as MP3. Also, we now have a Facebook group which you can access from our Facebook community. Please answer the questions as you apply to participate. It will be a safe haven where we can keep discussing religion and spirituality, our spiritual gifts and self-development. Remember, one person can make a difference, but together we can change the world.